Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Target Focus Life podcast. In episode one, we talked about the Target Focus Life and three of the main principles or pillars of a Target Focus Life, and they were vision, focus, and trigger pull. Now, over the next few episodes, I'm going to be breaking each one of these down today, diving deep into creating vision and why creating vision in your life is essential to success. Are you ready? Let's go. I believe that creating vision is one of the most powerful things we can do in our lives. Now, that being said, it's one of those things that's way too often overlooked and underestimated and actually a lot of times not understood. So let's start there. Let's start with what is vision? We actually have two types of vision, right? One of them is pretty self-explanatory. It's our actual eyesight vision, what we can see with our eyes. It's very helpful in life. It allows us to move about the world, avoid obstacles, not run into things. It allows us to see danger that's coming potentially. It gives us the ability to play sports and do a lot of fun things. Having a vision, the physical vision of eyesight is essential to many activities like shooting a clay out of the air. Done that a time or two. If you can't clearly see your target, odds are very slim. You'll be able to point the gun where it needs to be to hit the moving clay. Vision is a pretty important piece in a lot of activities that we do. Okay, so that's vision with your physical eyes where we can observe the current moment. We can all agree our eyesight is very important. There's a quote from Helen Keller that I just love because today we're not talking about the physical vision of our eyesight. Yes, we all understand that's important and maybe it's something we take for granted. But Helen Keller, if you don't know who that was, was an individual that was blind and deaf. Talk about an uphill battle in this life. I could not imagine. But she said this, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight, but no vision. Because she's not talking about having physical eyesight because she never had it. Another individual that lacked vision of the physical kind, aka blind, Just because a man lacks the use of his eyes doesn't mean he lacks vision. That's a quote from Stevie Wonder. The other type of vision, and the one we're going to be focusing on today, is the type of vision not where you observe the current moment, but where you can observe the future in your mind's eye. So what's a mind's eye? I didn't know our mind had a stinking eye. Our mind's eye is the ability of our mind to think about, dream about, what can be, to envision a future reality. A vision defines the optimal desired future state. It tells us what we'd like to achieve achieve over a certain amount of time. Why is vision important? Well, I believe vision is important because every meaningful success starts first with a vision. Take pro athletes as an example. They didn't just stumble into becoming a pro athlete. They had a vision that compelled them to put in the work 
day in and day out to do the things necessary to become a pro athlete. You see, without starting with that vision and having this future destination, no one would put their body through the torture, the hours, the time that it takes to refine a craft, to become a pro athlete. They could see it in their mind, the mental reality of being a pro athlete long before they saw the physical reality. Emmett Smith says this. Emmett Smith was a running back for the Dallas Cowboys. I believe he's in the Hall of Fame. Says vision gets the dreams started. Dreaming employs our God-given imagination to reinforce the vision. Both are part of something I believe is absolutely necessary to building the life of a champion, a winner, a person of high character who is consistently at the top of whatever game he or she is in. I think that's a really cool statement there. J.J. Watt, who uh, just recently retired, actually, and probably will be in the Hall of Fame at some point. If you don't have the vision for the end goal, you have no clue where you're going. And you're going to work very hard to go nowhere. Two really cool quotes by pro athletes or ex-pro athletes. And I got to say from my own story, all of my accomplishments, big and small, have started with a vision where I could see the future state long before it was a reality. And so there's certain things like becoming a professional exhibition shooter. That started with a vision, a dream that turned into a vision and then eventually into reality. But I could see it in my mind's eye clearly long before there was a physical reality. Building a home in the country. I created a vision. I had a dream to build a home in the country. And I've now done that twice. Starting Target Focused Life. That started with vision. This podcast started with vision. Even my marriage and my kids started with a vision. Believe it or not. So how do you create vision? I mean, is it just as simple as think about what you want in the future? Maybe to some extent, but here here are some things to consider as you're creating, intentionally creating vision in your life. First, I would say take time to dream. We live in a busy, chaotic world that is jam-packed full of opportunities and activities. We have busy schedules. We have Some of us have kids. We're running around. We're volunteering. We're, we're doing all sorts of stuff. And that's not bad in itself. But this busyness, when we do have downtime, what do we pack that with? Usually mindless consumption of content. We hop on social media and we just scroll, scroll, scroll. We hop on TV, Netflix, whatever your desired streaming service of choice is, and we just consume. In fact, like think about going to a grocery store line. Look at how many people are engaged with people and look at how many people are engaged with their phone. I'm not going to go off on a tangent here because I really have a love-hate relationship with cell phones because I think they're just constant distractions in people's pockets, constantly causing them to always be on, but we'll save that for a future episode. But no, those people in line often are looking down at their cell phones. They have downtime. There's no one to talk to. There's nothing to do. How do we fill it? Consumption. Here's the problem. 
We have such little downtime that we don't allow our brains time to process and dream. We first must take time to dream. Have you ever noticed that sometimes vision or dreams hit you at random times? For me, the shower would be one of them. Not to get graphic here, but in the shower, I can't occupy myself. (laughs) I can't get on social media. I can't take care of a task. It's just washing my body. Don't have to think about it. All right. So all that to say, this is often when visions hit me. This is when dreams and ideas hit me because all of a sudden I've given my brain the ability, the capacity to ponder thoughts. Where do visions and dreams hit you? Have you created time? Time to intentionally dream. So that's the first thing. Take time to dream. Take time to create vision. Second thing is be aware of your repeated thoughts. We all have thoughts. We all have internal self-talk. We're constantly talking to ourselves. And if you are sitting here thinking, is that true? That just proved my point. The fact that you just asked yourself a a question without actually verbally expressing it out loud, that was self-talk when you said, is that true? We're constantly asking questions and making statements in our head. So be aware of repeated thoughts. This is going to be important as we dive into creating your vision and then how to make your vision a reality. Very important piece. So you might be the the person that as you pull into a parking lot and it's jam-packed. And the first thought that comes to your brain is, oh, it's so busy. Bad things always happen to me. I won't find a spot. That's part of your self-talk, right? And, and I'm not going to tell you that that's right or wrong, but just be aware of the questions and statements you make internally. They are very important and they're very powerful. So one thing we got to do if we're creating vision in our life to live that target-focused life is capture your dreams, capture your thoughts, and eventually your vision. Ask yourself questions. What if this was my reality? You have a crazy vision. Maybe it's to start a company. Maybe it's to create a product. Maybe it's to get in shape and run a marathon. I don't know what it is. It could be a lot of different things, but I know you have desires. You have a calling. And maybe what you don't have is clear vision. So if you do start to come up with that, ask yourself, what if this was reality? And start to dream in the what if state. It's important that we allow ourselves to go there. I think it's very easy, especially as we get older, to get a little bit cynical. And as things come up, we say, oh, that could never happen. That, that's not real. Maybe we're dreaming too small. Anyways, Write that vision down. Okay, so I'm gonna, we're going to talk about writing vision down, but how do we get there? Right? Here's a, here's a few things to think about. So we're going to write vision down for every segment of our life. Every segment. Yes. Because if I write down a career goal, that is only one segment of my life. Steve Gould is not just career. I have many different segments, and we all have a lot of common segments in our life, and they're all interrelated. So if we focus on one, ignore the others... They all have an impact. So for example, if I focus on my career, I'm going to blow up this Target Focus Life podcast. It's going to consume me and this is all I'm going to put my energy into. And meanwhile, I have no relationship with my wife 
or my kids, and those relationships suffer. Then all of a sudden, one day, my wife could come to me and say, I, I don't, I'm not in love with you anymore. No, this is not going to happen. I'm not going to let this happen. But let's say I did. Well, is the Target Focus Life podcast going to be as good if my marriage is in turmoil? And I'm not saying I don't go through highs and lows in a marriage, that we don't have uh, disagreements and all the normal marriage stuff. But I'm saying if my marriage is on the fringes and very unhealthy, how good of a podcast can I make? They're all interrelated. Very important that we realize that. So here's some segments of life to consider. And a lot of us will have all of these. Some of us will have some of these. So we all have this, right? Our being state. So we're going to break this down to physical, emotional, and spiritual. This is our being, our physical being, emotional being, spiritual being. We all have that. The next is our doing, right? What do we do? Well, we, we do careers, we do hobby, we do finances. So we got our financial, our vocational, which is our career, and our advocational, or avocational, I should say. That is hobby, enjoyment, thing, things we occupy our time with, pastimes. And then we all have areas of relating. Now, these could be different for different people, such as marital. Maybe you're not married. Okay, that one doesn't really apply at this point. Parental. Maybe you don't have kids. That one doesn't apply. You know, actually, I shouldn't say they don't apply. They may apply. Like, what is your vision for marriage? What is your vision for kids? Being intentional about that, they do apply, even if you're not a parent or in a marriage right now. But we all have relational elements. We're all part of a family. We all have friends. We all are part of a community. We all relate with people. And if you don't, uh, not so good. <laughs> we are meant to be relational in nature. And so I like to, when I create vision, I like to look at all these different areas because I don't just want to have physical health in my life while my marriage falls apart. I don't want to have just financial soundness in my life and work towards financial goals while my relationships of any type crumble. I want them all working together. And as we talk about dialing in the focus, we'll talk about prioritizing. And you need to have a clear vision for the different areas in your life so that you can prioritize. So you can say yes to certain things and no to certain things. That's very important. I'm about to go off on a tangent on saying yes to too many things. Something I struggle with, but I'll save that for the focus episode, maybe. So write down vision. Okay, so how can we start by writing it down? We've talked about the different segments. Here's an exercise that I like. It's starting with the end in mind. I'm gonna get a little dark. You're gonna die. I'm gonna die. We're all going to die. This life is temporary, one way or another. So take some time to visualize your funeral, your celebration of life, whatever it is that you're having. Quite frankly, at my celebration of life, I want to um, I want I want to be cremated, and then I want my dust to be incorporated into clays, and then I want people to shoot my ash clays on my property and be spread over my property. My wife seems to think that that's not cool. I. I I think it's the perfect plan. What do y'all think? 
I'd love to hear your feedback on that so I can go tell my wife what you said. Start with the end of mine. You're at your funeral. Your spouse gets up. What does she say about you? What type of person were you? Your kids get up. They talk about their dad, their mom. What kind of parent were you? We could do this with really any relationship in our life. Your business colleagues, your coworkers, your employees, you know, take your unique circumstance. Maybe you work for somebody else. Hey, what'd your boss say about you? What'd your coworkers say? Maybe you have your own business. What'd your employees say about you? What'd your customers say about you at the end of this life? It's pretty revealing. I've done this a number of times. And, you know, when you think about and you start to write down what you want people to say about you, you have to come to a hard place where you might realize my life is not heading that direction. I need to make some changes. That's also a great place. When you can come to that realization that my life is not heading the direction that I ultimately want it to, you can now take ownership, you can take accountability, and you can be intentional about creating the life that you want to create. How huge is that? So write that down. You're at your funeral. What do people say about you? This is so important because nobody says, nobody does this exercise and says, hey, I, I, I visualize my kids. They're getting up there and they say, you know, my dad, he worked really hard. He performed these shows. A lot of people knew him. He was very active, traveling, made good money, whatever it is. But he wasn't there for me. He wasn't there when I was hurting and needed him. He wasn't there when I wanted to share my successes. He wasn't there. Only was he there to tell me what not to do, not to encourage me and walk with me in this life. My dad was absent. My dad was addicted to himself and his career and his pride. Nobody does this exercise and says that. Yet, so many people live a life, myself included at times, that are heading the direction of the kid that would say those things. This, to me, guys, is why it is so important that we live this intentional life. Because nobody wants to get to the end of their life and hear their kid say those thoughts. Nobody wants to get to the end of their life and say, hey, I had this dream my whole life to create this thing, to start this business, to live a certain way. But I never went after it. When, we're gonna, when we get to the end of this life, we're going to regret more the things that we didn't do, probably than the things we did do. Now, that could be taken a lot of different ways. But we want to live intentional and get to the end of our lives. And for me, I want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant, because I want to live my life with Jesus as the head. You might not be there, and that's okay, and I hope you still get value out of this podcast, and I hope you can live an intentional life, and who knows where that may lead. Might just lead you to know your creator. All right, 
So last thing with writing the vision down, getting long-winded here. I love this stuff, guys, and I'm excited to share it with you. Write the final version of your visions for the different segments of life as if it's a current reality. So if my vision is to be healthier physically, I'm going to write my vision something like this off the top of my head. I am healthy and strong. I fuel my body with good foods that sustain me and give me energy. I am constantly moving my body and working out. I value getting good quality sleep. Something like that, right? I'm starting to take the future that I want and I'm putting it into current terms because this is who I want to become. These are the actions I want to have. And we're starting with vision. This doesn't have to be down to the detail level, guys. We're not talking about setting goals. That will be more in dialing in the focus. This is a broader-based vision of who we are becoming. Okay, so how to make your vision a reality. All right, Steve, that's great stuff. How do you turn a vision into reality? Well, I mean, it's not always black and white, right? It's not always clear-cut. Have a vision, it becomes reality. Um, there's a lot of things in between of discerning whether this vision is worth going after. If this is, uh, something you should pursue, um, do we have the ability? Uh, we're going to talk about that in a second. Do you have the ability? So we'll get to that. Here's what I'm going to say to make your vision a reality. You need to visit it regularly. It's not what we do occasionally that makes a difference. It's what we do consistently. If your goal is to be strong and healthy. And part of that's working out. And you work out once a month. Do you think it's going to make a difference? Probably not really. I mean, still better than nothing, but it won't be significant. But if you worked out for even 15 minutes, five days a week, did that consistently, over time you stack that, it will make a difference. So we need to visit and revisit our vision regularly. And the same thing is going to be true with our goals we'll be talking about in the next episode. I suggest praying about it. That's been a big piece in my life as I've kind of had crazy dreams, crazy visions that don't always make sense. And I don't know how they're going to come to fruition. You want to be an exhibition shooter. What does that look like? How's that going to work? Here's the challenges. I, I don't know. I don't know. And it doesn't matter at this point because I can see it, but I want to seek God's wisdom. And so I pray a prayer kind of based off Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, chapter 3, verses 5 through 6, that says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. That's been huge for me to lean on that scripture I don't understand the path a lot of times. I don't know how it's going to work out. But through the process, I'm going to trust in God with all my heart. My understanding is limited. His understanding is infinite. And when I put my faith and trust in Him and lean not on my own understanding, He will direct the path. He will direct the path. So I recommend praying about it. I often say this prayer, open the right doors close the wrong doors, give me wisdom to know what doors to leave closed, 
and what doors to kick down. It's challenging, guys. I mean, I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of ideas. My brain's going all different places. And I don't want to just chase after everything that comes into my brain because they're not all worth pursuing. And every time I say yes to something, I'm saying no to something else. So I want to have discernment in what I go after and the vision that I have. So I pray that God opens the right doors, closes the wrong ones, and gives me wisdom to know which doors to leave closed. Because when you go after meaningful stuff, there's going to be closed doors. And I need to know, is this door supposed to be closed or do I need to kick it down? Okay, so when your vision aligns with God's plan, all things are possible. I firmly believe that. I'm going to recommend this. Share your vision with trusted family and friends. I, for me anyways, the more that I share it, the more real it becomes. And when I put it out there, it's like putting my intention out there. This is what I'm going after. I'm stating this to be true. But heads up, some will mock you. I say your family and friends, trusted family and friends, but some may mock you. When you have bold, audacious dreams and a big vision, some are going to throw it down, throw it back at you. They're going to say, uh-uh, you can't do that. And guess what? That's going to sting. And I do believe firmly in listening to others, seeking wisdom from others. But you have to examine if you want to accept it or not. I have an example of when... I was working on becoming a professional exhibition shooter. It was a dream I was putting out there, and a close person in my life said, why do you think you can do this? There's thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of people that can shoot better than you. And kind of gave a list of reasons why this made no sense. Obviously, I'm bringing up this story because it's something that has stuck with me for a long time. It had an impact. But I also remember at that time, I brushed it off. I said, no, this is what God's called me to. I believe that. So I think it's important that if you share this vision with people, some may put it down. But you need to make your vision so clear that fears become irrelevant. So clear that fears become irrelevant. And criticism becomes irrelevant. I think that's, that's a part to add to that anonymous quote. So one of the biggest suggestions I have for your vision is to have faith and believe it will come to pass in time. We can't achieve what we don't believe is possible. If you came to me and said, I'm going to lose 50 pounds, I'm going to be slim and healthy and, and and you're 100 pounds overweight? And if I asked you, do you believe that that's possible? And if you say, well, no, I'm not going to believe it either. In fact, I, I'm not a betting man, but I put a lot of money that you won't accomplish that. Because if you first don't believe that it's possible, you won't be able to do the things necessary. And we'll get into stories and beliefs in future episodes you won't be able to do the things necessary. And you won't even see the opportunities right in front of you. You won't have the discipline because you want to lose 50 pounds. It's going to take work. It's going to take discipline. You're not going to do it if you don't believe it first. So have faith 
and believe it will come to pass. So most people know the basic story of Roger Bannister, right? You know that story? Roger Bannister was a guy who on May 6th in 1954 busted through the four-minute mile barrier with a time of three minutes, 59 and four-tenths of a second. Man, that's booking. That's a fast mile, I'll tell you what. Okay, so what's the big deal? Other than that was an incredibly fast mile. Well, here's the deal. Runners had been chasing the goal of getting a sub-four-minute mile since at least 1886. So that's like, what, 68 years? I hope my math is right there. 68 years people have been going after this and coming up short. So you might be thinking, well, okay, he broke the four-minute mile barrier and people had tried it for a long time. But So what's the point, Steve? Here's the point. Once others saw that it could be done, they did it too. Just 46 days after Bannister's feet, another runner broke the barrier with a time of 3 minutes, 58 seconds. Then just a year later, three runners, three, broke the four-minute barrier in a single race. Over the last half a century, more than 1,000 runners have conquered a barrier that had once been considered hopelessly out of reach. How important is the element of belief in our outcomes? I think it's huge. It's absolutely essential. I think we're limited more by our vision than we are by our abilities. Or sometimes we're limited more by our belief than we are abilities. That could go, that could go either way. Belief and vision need to go hand in hand. If you're going to have a vision for the future, you need to believe that it is possible. We are limited more by our vision and belief than we are our abilities. We often like to look in the mirror and say, well, this is the reality. This is who I am. I am this person. There's a quote about that. A man without a vision for the future always finds a way to return to his past. You see, if you don't have vision for a future and a belief that a different future is possible, you will always find a way to return to your past. My favorite book says in Hebrews 11.1, 1, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for, an assurance for what we do not see. You see, that faith or that belief, we can have a confidence in what we hope for, an assurance in what we do not see. Now, I'm not trying to take the Bible out of context. It's, it's talking about more spiritual elements here. But I think the same principle can be applied to our life. It takes faith. It takes a belief in what you cannot see to create a new future, my friends. But it is possible. Like I said, it's tempting to look in the mirror and see physical evidence as proof for our future reality. And this keeps us stuck in what is rather than moving us towards what can and will be. Examine your thoughts. This can be very, very revealing. The thoughts of, let's go to that out of shape person might be, I'm fat. I just can't lose weight. Working out is hard. Diets don't work. I don't have any self-control. As you examine your thoughts, you might find that these are the prevailing thoughts going through your mind. But if you want a future outcome, you need to change the thoughts. Use your vision to create new thoughts and beliefs that align. It's as simple as that. If you want a different future, your thoughts 
and your beliefs need to align with that future. So you might change it to something like this. I'm healthy and strong. I enjoy strengthening my body. I fuel my body with healthy foods that give me clean energy. When I'm healthy, all areas of life are better. I choose what I want most over what I want now. I don't know who came up with that last part, but it's something my wife has said to me in the past. From time to time, I kind of do some resets and and try to get my uh, diet back on track and make uh, some better decisions, honestly. And it's tough. If you've been eating a bunch of sugar, a bunch of carbs, and you've just been picking out for a number of months, maybe it was summertime, you just let yourself go. And now you're trying to rein it back in say, hey, I need to have some discipline here. I need to cut some things out for a little while and reset because I'm kind of addicted to sugar or whatever it is. Uh, I remember a time where I was just kind of craving something and my wife and I were on a reset. And she says, something to the extent of, is this what you want now or is this what you want most? And it made me think about what I wanted most. Did I want the sugary candy, whatever it was. I don't remember what it was. Did I want that most or did I just want it now? And are we willing to sacrifice something we want now for what we want most? And if we're going to do that, the vision must be clear of what we want most. All right, wrapping up here in just a few minutes. So George Washington Carver, he was born into slavery and he rose to become one of the most prominent scientists of the early 20th century. He said this, where there is no vision, there is no hope. Love that. A guy coming out of very difficult circumstances and creating a different outcome for his life. Creating a target-focused life always starts with creating clear vision. Once we have clear vision, we can start to dial in the focus. And that's exactly what we'll be talking about in the next episode, dialing in that focus. What does that look like? Okay, we got some good vision. Well, we should by the next episode, right? Because you're going to go out now. You're going to work on creating that clear vision. I'm going to go back. I'm going to keep working on clear vision. This isn't a set it and forget it type thing. You're going to revisit this vision for these areas of your life over time. I've done it many times. I need to keep revisiting. So my challenge to you is to go out this week, work on creating clear vision for the different segments of your life so you can continue to live the target-focused life. Until next time, stay target focused, my friends. See you later.